Journey to Organization, Episode 82. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Beyond Personal Organization. And today I want to talk to you about Hanukkah. I wanted to say a few things about how we celebrate Hanukkah, how we organize ourselves for Hanukkah, um, and things that we... uh, are talking about or doing during Hanukkah. So Hanukkah is one of my most favorite holidays. I think it falls after Purim. (laughs) Uh, It definitely falls after Purim. Purim is my favorite, but I love Hanukkah too. I love the peacefulness of watching the candles burning ever since I was a child. That's always been something I loved. I love just peeking into the dining. We always lit the candles when I was growing up in the dining room and I loved peeking into the dining room to just watch the candles because we were always eating dinner in the kitchen, but I always loved that. Um, And now as an adult, uh, I try to eat dinner with my kids in the dining room if we can, because that's where we light our candles, Uh, not in the kitchen. But um, I love just sitting there having a cup of tea, watching the candles, and it's just so nice and lovely and beautiful. And Um, It's peaceful and relaxing and I think that part of the reason why it's so peaceful for me is because I don't have like a billion gajillion bazillion other things to do in the evening after we light the candle. Okay, I mean there are definitely things that need to get done, especially if we're eating dinner. Like we need to clean up after dinner, we need to make lunches for the kids the next day, um, which that job mostly falls on my husband, but you know it still needs to get done and kids need to start getting ready for bed. But it's nice that we can sit there for at least 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it's not the whole time that the candles are burning, but just stop and think and relax and enjoy the candles because honestly, there's not so much else to do. It's like, yeah, we got to get the kids ready for bed. But and of course, there's shoes on the floor and backpacks on the floor and things like that. I mean, my house is not perfectly tidy all the time but uh, there's a lot less going on and it allows us the flexibility to really um, enjoy that time and last night I was sitting there uh, with the candles and the kids were playing with the dreidels and no one was yelling and the candles were just looking lovely and everybody from the street could see them and it's just like a really nice calm relaxing feeling and what I love about that feeling is that it's possible for us to well I hope I would love if it was possible for us to carry that feeling on throughout the whole year and I think that that is a really worthwhile goal I mean obviously you're not going to light the Hanukkah candles every day but it's just a nice feeling to have that time and to not worry about the laundry or the cooking or the cleaning or the dishes or or whatever else has to get done and that's just a nice feeling and I think that that is a feeling that you're able to have and bring to this time of the day when you don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, I I can remember back to one year we actually had a fire. <laughs> we used to light, when we lived in New York, we lit the candles on the ledge of our um, windowsill and our air conditioner was right underneath. And one year the candles were not secure in the Hanukkah and one candle fell over, fell on the plastic of the um, air conditioner and we had a fire. And that was scary, but we were able to catch it because we were sitting there. But I definitely remember we had a lot more stuff then. This was 
before I really figured out how to declutter and we had a lot more stuff then. And our even though our house was so much smaller, I mean, it was literally like 30 steps from the kitchen where I was standing to where the Hanukkiyod were. Getting the fire extinguisher over to the candles was um, difficult. Like I remember there was just a lot of stuff to navigate through. And, um, you know, I just, I remember that feeling of feeling like a little bit trapped. Like there's so much stuff here. We can't, how can we manage like this? And I didn't want to feel that feeling anymore. And, and that's not necessarily the impetus that I, um, the, like the story that made me, you know, want to declutter and get organized, but it was definitely something that had sort of like been lingering there underneath everything that, you know, maybe not that our apartment wasn't safe, but just that we had so much stuff and things were in the way. And that's kind of how I feel. Like things are in the way sometimes. And I just, I don't want that feeling of things being in the way anymore. It's not a good feeling. And I love looking at my house and seeing that things are not in the way. Now, one thing we don't have in our house in Israel is carpets. Uh, we Most of our rooms are not carpeted. And okay, that makes our house freezing cold <laughs> all winter long. But like, I kind of don't even want to get a carpet because it's like, it's one more thing that the dust just get dust and dirt just gets trapped into. And I don't want to deal with cleaning it. And like, I definitely should get a carpet. But I also haven't found one that I love and I'm also not willing to compromise and buy something that I don't love. And I think that that's also important too. It's the stuff in our life has to be there for us to really work for us and serve a purpose. And if I'm going to walk into my living room every day and see a carpet that I can't stand, it's going to make me annoyed. And I don't want to be annoyed every time when I'm looking at my carpet. And what a stupid thing to be annoyed at, right? It's like a little bit ridiculous to be annoyed at uh, <laughs> a carpet. Anyways, so um, I definitely think that that is a lesson we can take with us for why or a pro why we should be well, not necessarily organized, but why we should declutter and have less. It's because really when we have less, we do have time to enjoy the things like watching Hanukkah lights, watching our kids play dreidel. It is a nice feeling and it's low time. It's like, um, it's, it's quiet time. It's time where you can think and meditate and, uh, focus, I guess that's a good word, focus on what's really, truly important. Um, so I want to just sort of talk about briefly how I prep myself for Hanukkah and how I store Hanukkah. I realize Hanukkah has already started, so maybe some of the prepping things will not be relevant to you, but you can take whatever you want from this and either apply it to the rest of the Chag or apply it for next year. Sorry, I'm a little sniffly again. Um, so um, what we do is we have plastic bins where we store our Hanukkiyot all year round. I don't leave them out. They just collect dust. Um, plus they're, you know, not so small. So I don't really have a space for them anyways. And I leave them wrapped um, in bubble wrap in a box and I mark the box Hanukkah. And they're in my machsan with the rest of my... Um, paraphernalia for holidays. I have, uh, I think we have, uh, 
five boxes for Pesach, I think. We have a box for Sukkot, and we have one box for Hanukkah. And um, it's definitely been, uh, <laughs> you know, all the boxes are marked, and we I pack them with care at the end of the year. I clean everything and then put it away. One of the things that I love about storing everything is that it's just like nice to pull out everything that's all together ready for Hanukkah. I have like some decorations that I saved from when the kids were a little bit little and um, all the Hanukkiot and extra things that we have like for oil or um, extra candles maybe from the year before and um, so it's easy. I just pull it out and voila we're like ready to go. I This year we got savvy I don't know what the right word is we um we actually took a bigger table uh, of a regular four size four person card table and we put that next to our window because we were always using these like tv tray tables and they're a little bit small and it's tight to get around and they're not so sturdy so this year I took a bigger table and it's definitely more comfortable for all of us to stand there and light Hanukkiot um we what I do is I cover it in um, heavy duty aluminum foil it's like you know it's not zero waste I know but um, it saves a lot of cleanup plus for safety with candles ever since we had a fire with candles I'm a little bit um, wackadoodle about fire and you know for good reason Um, but anyway so I definitely cover it with um, aluminum foil and it's easy then at the end of the I can just, you know, ball it up and put it in the recycling bin. And what I do is to make cleanup easier for me. Um, my husband and I, we use oil. We light one menorah, and we, but we let the kids light their own. Um, so we use oil. My oldest son uses oil now. Um, but my two little ones, they use little. They're not so little. Um, they use candles. And... I remember like standing there scraping off the menorahs and all the candle wax. So what I do now is I take a paintbrush with a little bit of oil and I just paint over the menorahs with olive oil beforehand. And every night, like every morning when I set up the Hanukkiot, um, I just, I can literally just like push the wax off. It comes right off. It's so easy. Um, if you don't want to do that, you can, I personally don't buy cooking spray like Pam, but um, if you do buy that, you can just spray the menorahs down with some Pam and <laughs> that should, you know, but really like really, really thickly coat it. Um, and that should do the same thing. It, it, you know, will sort of put a protective barrier on the ceramic or the metal and or glass if you use glass um, and it will, um, you know, allow the wax to just easily come up and I have to say that it makes things so much easier like I used to (laughs) when the kids were little I used to make like little aluminum foil covers for the candles to cover over the parts on the menorah and it was so time consuming this takes like literally less than two minutes it's so easy it's really fast and it doesn't like ruin the look of the menorah so um, that's just something that I do you know to maintain it and really that's all we do. I definitely, okay, so this has been an ongoing um, discussion between me and my husband throughout the years. Do we buy the glass cups and do the our own little um, like wicks in, and do our own oil or do we buy the pre-made gel? 
And it's so easy to use the gel. It's so easy to use the little oil pre-filled cups. The problem is, is they're plastic and um, they're plastic. And I, I don't love, I don't love to use them. We're using them this year. Um, what I do uh, or what I, and what I have done is the past is I separate the wick and the little metal part that's inside of it and the plastic cup. And I separate the metal and I put all the metal together and I, I have like a little jar where I have metal that I save like from all year round, like aluminum and metal from all year round. And then at the end, when the jar is full, I put it in the recycling because a small, the small pieces are hard for the recyclers to recycle. So when they're all together, it's easier for them to recycle. So I just do that. And the wicks, I, cause they're like cotton wicks, I put them in my composter and the plastic cups I put in, in the recycling. Um, I think that going forward, I'm going to try to make more of an effort to use glass cups and the little, wicks that you put in them. It's definitely more work, but actually I have this calm feeling overcome me <laughs> when I'm setting up the Hanukkiot and um, I really like that feeling. <laughs> I, I like this feeling of in the morning preparing to do a mitzvah for the evening and I like the feeling that, you know, um, I'm taking this time in the morning so that I can enjoy myself in the evening and this like preparatory feeling that I have in the morning. And it's, it's a, it's a nice feeling. Um, just in relationship to stuff and Hanukkah, um, I definitely already talked about gifts and not giving gifts and giving gifts and whatever. And I don't necessarily want to talk about that. But I do want to sort of talk about the um, the the miracle of Hanukkah in relationship to zero waste. I mean, if you think about um, how Hanukkah is the miracle of Hanukkah, right, is that a single use item of oil, like the pach shemen, the the container of oil that was found to light the menorah, which should have only lasted one day, lasted eight days. And um, to me, it's sort of a sign, like, here's a really good way, like, even though we have the option to use something only one time, why don't we pick something that can last longer? And I feel like it's, it's not, you know, definitely, it doesn't always fit into our lifestyle to not use single use things. I'm not saying I never use a single use thing. I'm saying I'm conscientious when I do. And it breaks my heart a little bit when I do. And in terms of what happened and what the miracle of Hanukkah is, is that it was something that was supposed to be used one time and yet it lasted for eight days and, or it was supposed to last for one day and it lasted for eight days. And I think that that's an important message. The less, the, the more, and I don't think in the, in the, in the process of lighting the menorah, like anybody scrimped on the oil or, you know, they just used enough and like they didn't use the whole Pach Shemin, that they didn't use the whole canister. I don't think that that's what happened. I just, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. <laughs> but, but I, I would love to believe that, that 
part of it was that we're putting out there, this is what we have. We're putting into the menorah every single thing we have and all the oil that we could possibly find. And we know that it's going to only last one day. And then God comes along and was like, hey, I'm going to make it last for eight days. And so maybe it means using your single use product one extra time or a little extra time or that plastic cup in your house that you're using, right? your name on it and use it a second time instead of just throwing it out after one use. Just figure out how you can make it last a little bit longer because I definitely think that it is uh, imperative from the message of one something that was supposed to last for one day lasting for eight days. How can we push it a little bit further? How can we make it last a little bit longer? And that is an amazing, I think, message to take away from this is that if God can make it last a little bit longer, we can make it last a little bit longer too. We can push these products that are meant to just be used one time and push them a little bit longer. And, and so I hope that, you know, that's something you can bring into your home for for Hanukkah at least um, and it could be something that's a more permanent goal too like instead of using a plastic water bottle you're going to invest in a really good um, in a really good reusable water bottle instead of using single-use disposables chad pami over Hanukkah maybe just pledge for Hanukkah to use regular dishes instead of um, you know I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of different things you could do. Instead of using Ziploc bags um, for your kids' lunches this week, then take the opportunity to buy a reusable bag or use a paper bag or any number of things you can do to swap out and waste a little bit. Uh, I think that that is a win and definitely relates to the message of Hanukkah. And I think that um, I think that what something that we can also do is um, really consider what you know what we have in our our lives that is an impediment to enjoying the the Hanukkiot lit at night, all lit up. What is an impediment to that enjoyment? What do we have in our homes that is holding us back from enjoying this time? Like, think tonight when you light the candles, what are you thinking about? Just make a note to yourself, write, write a list. What's on your mind? Do like a, a brain dump, write down all the things you're thinking about and see how much of it is related to stuff. How much of the stuff are you actually thinking about while you're watching the candles, while you're watching your kids play the dreidel? Like, what are you, what's on your mind? Is it the responsibility for the things in your life? Or is it, I am enjoying this moment so thoroughly? Or maybe you're using that time to pray or meditate and and find like a connection to God in that time and that's great too but i'm curious to know are you thinking about the stuff you have to do and if you are what is it that you have to do you feel free to tell me what it is that you're what's on your list i would love to know actually but what's on your list what are you um 
what do you have to get done? What's, I mean, you're not doing it now because, you know, you're not supposed to work when the candles are lit and I get that, but what are you thinking about working on? (laughs) Is it the dishes? Is it the laundry? And instead, can we shift our our minds to maybe tomorrow? These are the things we're going to get rid of from our lives so that tomorrow night, we don't have to think about the stuff. (laughs) Because really, do you want to think about the stuff? Do you want this to be top of mind for you? I I don't think so. So um, especially for those of you who do get your children gifts, think about what you can um, remove from your life so that you have room for this new gift that's come to you. How can you maybe instead of giving your kids gifts, now's a good time to give to people who are more needy. Um, maybe a gift can be that you guys plant a tree in your, uh, in your yard. After all, the miracle of Hanukkah really starts from trees if you think about it, right? Because where does olive oil come from? comes from olive trees. <laughs> so I think it plays a really it pays a really good homage to to um the the miracle of Hanukkah is to plant a tree, right? Like what can we do to to show to our children that the time that I mean we live in a time where st- it's all about the stuff, right? But what can we do? Can we? How can we use this time that's supposed to be enjoyable and sort of stuff-free, if you will, to to really um, express that message to our children? And so, I think definitely, you know, cutting back on the gifts, focusing on what you can pass on to somebody else um, is important. But also, I think it's really important to use this time to remember that. When we get rid of our stuff, it doesn't it doesn't ever go away. We're not looking at it anymore, but it has to go somewhere, right? It goes to the landfill. Maybe we can prolong its life a little bit by recycling it or or giving it to somebody else, but at the end, at the very end, it ends up in a garbage dump and if we would just focus on consuming less and making what we have last a little bit longer, we can, you know, save things from being destroyed. And I think that's also an important message of Hanukkah. When we are taking the time to use up what we have and really um, consider what we have before we buy new, figure out how we can Um, make a single-use item multi-use in terms of like maybe we have um, a carrot peeler. (laughs) I love the carrot peeler example, right? But I also use my carrot peeler to make chocolate shavings when I'm making a certain chocolate mousse recipe or, or how can we make these items be more useful? How can we make what we have work a little bit harder for us? And I think that is part of one Pach Shemen lasting for eight days, right? It working a little bit harder for us. We already have what we need. Before we go out and get some more and clutter up our lives, think about how we can make what we have work a little bit harder for us. So I hope that your Hanukkah will be meditative and peaceful and relaxing and 
may your light always shine brightly. I hope that you will consider using what you have a little bit longer and a little bit better. And I hope that next time you think about buying something new, you're going to step back and consider what you already have and see if you can make that work a little bit harder for you. Wish you all a happy Hanukkah, happy organizing, and a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.